Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Ladies and gentlemen, your Alabama Crimson Tide emerging from Kyle Field, College Station, Texas, with a victory over the Aggies, improving to 6-0 on the year. Bowl eligibility for Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. But we all know this is not the main goal, nor is it the end goal. But hey, it's a start. Bowl eligibility. Nick Saban, Alabama, getting the win over Texas A&M. You, however... Locked and loaded onto the hottest show in the streets. When you think about, talk about, discuss, debate, Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information. This right here, in my own words, the podcast, yours truly, Stephen Smith, Touchdown, Alabama Magazine, live in studios. Great week of content, great week of conversation with you guys. Got a chance to start this off with talking to a Tonga and is everybody all in on him in terms of the highest memorial trophy despite the fact he tossed his first interception of the season against Texas A&M. The Hawaiian native backed it up with four touchdowns so still doing his thing. We move from that to spending some time with two great friends of mine, Mark Passwaters who covers Texas A&M for AggieYale.com, part of the Rivals Network, and the scouting and recruiting analyst for Touchdown Alabama Magazine, Justin Smith. So happy to have both of those guys come on this week to touch up and discuss the Alabama matchup with the Aggies. But now, tidying up some loose ends as I get into the things that stood out to me from the matchup. But before we do that, if you've been enjoying the content, if you've been enjoying the conversation that's been on In My Own Words, be sure to give the podcast a like on YouTube. Like the podcast and subscribe as we continue to get you the best cutting edge information on your Crimson Tide. The show is always powered by Title Towel. Our good friends at WhitwillSports.com. Check them out. Title Towel, $9.99. And it lasts a lifetime. So, people, you got that pride and purpose for that Bama. You do it by twirling that Title Towel in the air like you just don't care. Going to WhitwillSports.com. Get you a couple of those towels. But things that stood out to me between Alabama and Texas A&M. Number one, I'm not Nick Saban, but if I was, this offensive line, the way it is right now, I'm rolling with it from here on out. I'm not doing no more switching, swatching, flipping, flopping. This rolls just the way it is. This group of Alex Netherwood, Evan Neal, Landon Dickerson, Deontay Brown, Jedrick Wills stays exactly the same. I understand Nick Saban's big on loyalty, He likes Chris Owens. There are some things I personally like about Chris Owens. But when you look at this line, Landon Dickerson, big, mean, intelligent, athletic, physical, flexing on guys. You know what you're getting. 
And Deontay Cornbread Brown, a very strong run blocker, can pass protect also. Evan Neal getting better with each game. Your two mainstay offensive tackles, Wills, Netherwood, doing their thing. And this group right here blocked for 155 yards rushing against the Aggies, five yards to carry, and open holes for Najee Harris to have his second 100-yard game. The California man, 20 carries for a buck 14, averaged 5.7 yards a pop. And this was a game where the young man hit the holes hard, tough running north and south, using that power. We're used to seeing Najee Harris be the finesse guy, spinning over guys, hurdling guys, stiff-arming guys from time to time. We look at Brian Robinson as more, as more of the power back, he had a good game also, 51 yards rushing. But on Saturday, Najee Harris showed that power, plowing through guys, pushing the pile. He had a touchdown reception as well from Tua Tonga but very impressed with Najee showing the power. But this Alabama offensive line, keep it just the way it is. Along with that, this group protecting Tua Tonga to four touchdown passes, Almost another 300-yard performance, 293 for Tua. This group only gave up one sack and two quarterback pressure. So, Nick Saban, I know you're big on loyalty, but for this moment right here, bring Kyle Flood in the office on Monday. Keep this group exactly the same. This group of Leatherwood, Neil Dickerson, Deontay Brown, Jedrick Wills getting it done that was my number one thing. I know it had some penalties, but Alabama, they'll clean that up. Moving on down to the second thing that stood out to me. I know fans are going to say this, but Steven, Texas A&M put up 28 points. But Steven, the penalties. But Steven, this. But Steven, that. Guess what I saw? A pass rush. The whole offseason fans, what have you been saying? Where are the sack daddies at? Where the pass rush at? When is the opposing quarterback finally going to taste some dirt? When are we going to beat up a quarterback? Where the pass rush at? This game, the pass rush, the Bash brothers, Anthony Jennings and Terrell Lewis came to play over the weekend. And these were two guys that we've been waiting on, especially Terrell Lewis, after missing 25 career games with injuries. This man was putting on a show. T. Lou, the freak of nature. Two tackles for loss, two sacks, two quarterback hurries, was in Kellen Mond's grill all game long. And a couple of times, Lewis got back there, almost forced a couple of interceptions as he hit Mond's arm a couple of times. Xavier McKinney had two picks in his hand, dropped them. Anthony Jennings had a pick, couldn't hang on. Trayvon Diggs had a pick, took it back for a touchdown, but was called for a holding. But all of these big plays happened because of the pass rush, starting off with Terrell Lewis. Anthony Jennings saw his brother have so much fun, he got into it. Jennings with eight tackles, shared the team lead with Shane Lee. He also had one sack, two tackles for loss, and a pass breakup. The tandem of Jennings and Lewis ignited everybody. Bama defense, five sacks, seven tackles for loss, 10 pass breakups, four quarterback hurries, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. Pass rush was on display. Kellen Mond got beat up. 
I mean, I feel bad for him. He walked back to that huddle a couple of times. I literally just want to say, Jimbo, take him out. I mean, he is wincing in pain, limping around, show up the toughness, but they got to Kellen Mond. Bama got to Kellen Mond in this match. And I know what you're thinking, but Kellen Mond had 90 yards rushing on 15 carries. Three of his carries went for 20-plus yards. One in the first quarter, one in the third quarter, one in the fourth quarter. The first quarter run was 20 yards. The third quarter run was 22 yards. The fourth quarter run was 36 yards. That's 78 yards total. You remove that, Kellen Mond does not even equal out to 20 yards rushing. And the reason for those runs were Alabama had a guy in position to take him down just about every single time, just did not get there quick enough. Even going back to the touchdown pass he threw to his uh, tight end late in that game that gave AM 28 points on that play, Christian Barmore, 58, had a swim move, got right there, actually got a little bit of a piece of Kellen Mond's jersey, just could not quite hang on to complete the play. The end-all, be-all is Bama had the pass rush. And this is a huge boost of momentum going into the matchup against Tennessee next week, which will be a night game inside Bryant-Denny Stadium. So despite the fact that you know Alabama gave up 28 points, despite the fact that, yes, Kellen Mond had 90 yards rushing, that was all they could muster up because no other back was going to run the ball on this defensive front, couldn't run the ball on the defensive front, and that pass rush was able to get some things going. So the Bash brothers, Terrell Lewis and Freddie Jennings, did their thing. That was the second thing that stood out to me. Third thing that I enjoyed from the ball game, how about Jalen Waddle, baby Waddle? The sophomore had a nice little homecoming, the native of Houston, Texas. And uh, you knew it was bound to happen. I mean, uh, did not have a touchdown in the first five games. Did not pout, did not whine, did not complain. Uh, I mean, he's seeing Jerry Judy have success early on in the season. And then the baton went to Henry Ruggs. And then the last couple of weeks, Devonta Smith has caught fire, though he's not one for the attention. Had to defend himself against the Aggies. A little bit of a altercation went on on the field, but it is what it is. But when you look at uh, Jalen Waddle, I remember talking with Devonta Smith in player interviews during the bye week. He talked about how, you know, Waddle is a guy that he knows his time is coming. He's just doing the little things to keep himself not just involved on offense, but to help the team, you know, have success. And this time around, the moment came to him. He took advantage of it. You know, Waddle, three catches for 48 yards, one touchdown. The touchdown being a 38-yard score from Tua Tagovailoa to where got a block from Devontae Smith. The sea opened like Moses parting that thing for the children of Israel. And there goes Waddle to the house for six points on punt returns. I mean, the guys set Alabama up in great field position. And if not for Braden Mann... The guy that's not just the punter and the kicker, y'all. He apparently is an athlete for the Aggies, as he is the only guy that can tackle the two fastest people in college football, that being Jalen Waddle and Henry Ruggs the third. But Waddle, 128 punt return yards, averaged 32 yards per return. So Nick Saban, when I walk into the Malmore facility on Monday for the press conference, 
I'm going to need to see Jalen Waddle's name as special teams player of the week. Just saying. Want to see Jalen Waddle as special teams player of the week, but uh, Waddle number three stood out to me. Last but not least, number four, Brandon Alakaho. Alakaho, this dude is becoming a uh, really, 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 really good core special teams player. And he's got a knack for blocking punts. I mean, uh, he did it against Ole Miss and recovered his own punt for a touchdown. And then against Texas A&M, comes through scot-free again, blocks the punt of Brayton Mann, and uh, Tyro Shavers, of whom the last time has happened, I, I got it, I got it. Uh, Kyle got it. This time, Tyro Shavers judges the bounce of the ball, recovers it, and goes, I'm getting my name in the paper this time. I'm from Texas. I'm getting my name in the paper. And Tyro Shavers gets his name in the paper, recovering the punt for a score, giving the tie its second non-offensive touchdown of the year. But big play there by Kaho. And it's something that a lot of players, when you want to be involved on offense or defense, you guys show Nick Saban that you are a big time, you know, core, hardcore, elite special teams player. And Kaho really starting to develop that skill set for the Crimson Tide. But going back over these again here, and these are just things that stood out to me in this matchup. Number one, Alabama offensive line. Keep this group exactly the same, doing its job, creating opportunities for Najee Harris, Brian Robinson, and protecting Tua Tagovailoa. Number two, the Alabama pass rush sack daddies came to play, abusing uh, Kellen Mond. In the football game. Number three, you look at uh, Jalen Waddle, special teams receiver. Young man did it all in Kyle Field. Number four, Brandon Alacajo, special teams dynamo, blocking punts, scoring off the punts, but this time helping Tyro Shaver score off the punt. If you got some things that stood out in the matchup in your mind, Comment your responses, folks, onto our YouTube channel. Definitely want to hear from you guys. But, folks, that's going to do it for this edition of shows here on In My Own Words, the podcast, hottest form of Crimson Tide football. As always, you download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Get that today for your iPhone if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you have the Android phone. You check out those podcast options at the bottom of the screen. You subscribe to TDAlabamaMag.com for all the latest. Also, Touchdown Alabama Magazine on YouTube. Subscribe to the the channel. Over 1 million video views. Over 5,000 subscribers strong. Thanks to you, the fans of this program. When we start next week's edition of shows, we touch on Rocky Top. Previewing Alabama, Texas, and Alabama, Tennessee, excuse me. Previewing Alabama versus the Volunteers. We'll get a chance to talk to my man, Mike Noval. We'll try to get him on from last word on college football. And then also, we'll sit down and discuss Heisman again. Want to get my man, Patrick Dowd of Touchdown Alabama Magazine, to get his thoughts on who does he have as the front runners for the Heisman. For all of us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith. Till next time, folks, you're listening, as always, to In My Own Words.